a global co-working and conference community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of co-working since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Juicy Podcast. My name is Liz Elam, and I am with Shlomo Silver, and he is the founder and CEO of Bond Collective. And if you don't know Bond Collective, you are freaking missing out because they are an amazing brand that is growing across the nation, and they are one of the most beautiful co-working spaces in the world. Yes, I said that. So Shlomo, I want to know how you are today. And I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about you as a human. I'm feeling pretty good today, actually. You know, it's the end of the week. It's in New York. I don't know what's going on, but it was really nice when I walked outside. Yeah, having a really good morning. Woke up at like 6.30, said good morning to my kids, getting ready for school, did my prayers, uh, meditated, and then uh, went off to the gym and came straight here. So days off to a good start. I love it. And, you know, it's funny. I have another, I had another question to go into, but I have to pause on that because I do think that 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 is something that's super key to successful people. I also start my day with prayer and meditation. And I recently got very distracted by Wordle and realized that I was messing up my days <laughs> by doing that. And it's a differentiator, especially the meditation. It As we age, it's one of the only things that can stimulate the frontal cortex. Yeah, no, I would say meditation, it, it's interesting. I, I talk a lot about these days about like the, the positive things that happen to me over over the time of covid and mm-hmm. one of those things were like a lot of the a lot of the habits that i started but i just wasn't like in a good groove with and one of those big ones was meditation and i had no excuses so i literally you know meditated every single day you know i want to say you know probably a year and a half now mm-hmm. and it's completely changed my life and it's so interesting how something just starting i started with 5 minutes a day now i do like 10 to 15 minutes a day and what i just started doing only about two months ago is mini meditations throughout the day. So mm. on my app, actually, which is really cool, it has this kind of like reminder that I set that like pops up and tells me to meditate. And I'll just, I'll be like a stoplight and do like five breaths yeah. or I'll be at, you know, I'll be at work and just quickly, or one thing I'm trying to do, and it's crazy how hard it is for me, but I've been doing now when I wake up in the morning is to take 10 breaths before I touch my phone. Ooh. Oh, I, I do. My phone is not in my bedroom. I do not look at email after five o'clock ever. And I don't look at it on the weekends. Wow. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta get into that. Up your game, right, now I'm doing, right now I'm doing game. 10 breaths. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm doing 10 breaths. We'll see if we can get to 15, 20 and then, uh, and then, and then we'll try to get out of the room. But, but you know, I that's think- actually a great, a great thing, a great, uh, a great practice and a habit that I would love to have. Well, and the thing is, is like, you you know, I, I run a couple of companies. You don't have to do it. You don't. And you teach people your responsiveness level is another thing. And I think there's this weird thing where people are super proud that they respond in four seconds. Really? Is that necessary? Is that the best use of your time? Policing your email? Probably not. I'm not saying you do it, but yeah, it's 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 a game changer when you give yourself that space. And the other thing that at, now we're going completely woo-woo is I think the first thing that you look like the first thing you give attention to that's your god because your phone your god no interesting yeah 
that. That's something to ponder. That's yeah. Okay. Far left field. Let's bring it back to business. Okay. So how is your business? My business, my business is actually great. Really, really exciting time for us right now. You know, I mean, it's, it's so interesting just talking about like, we're going from, you know, stillness, meditation, mm-hmm. you know, awareness into like how our business, how my business is right now. And I think it's, it's, it's very, it's a very, very interesting time. It's a time when, you know, we've just been through some really, really rocky periods for our business, but it also gave us like this, this like sort of time to really reflect on things and really, you know, see where we're good at, what the, the re- places that we have to improve on, as well as like, you know, who stayed on our team and who are those like strong players that like really picked up the slack and, yep. and helped out with different things. And like, now that you know, the, the pandemic is starting to really, you know, slow down. They're lifting mass mates. You know, every other day I see another place where they're lifting mass mandates and people are starting to talk a lot about coming to work. And we're actually having some really, really interesting deals come come in our plate. And, and it's just, you know, kind of things finally fusing together, you know, yeah. like that team, you know, our core team through all the things that we learned that we were getting better at now, and now really actually having the people back in our spaces and really being able to capitalize on that. So like new, very new and exciting times for us. And, uh, you know, a lot of work to do, a lot to still cover, a lot of, you know, fires that either have been put out that now need to be cleaned up or some fires that we're still in the process of putting out. Uh, But challenging times, and it's really been an amazing learning experience. Well, I'll tell you what, I was in your space in Austin last week, and it was bumping. I mean, packed people everywhere. It felt fantastic. And as somebody that's been working from home way too much, I loved it. It was just pure energy. And that's what I want when I go to a co-working space. Yeah. And that's exactly what what I think most people are looking for. And I would say, you know, to your case in point, I visited Austin, trying to think, I was probably around two months ago that I was in our Austin space. And Austin, you know, has been, you know, farther than most of our spaces as far as people actually coming into office. And when I walked into that space the first time and I felt that energy and people were sitting in the phone booths and mm-hmm. people were, you know, in the co-working area, like having people having breakfast and people in the office and people in the conference rooms. And it was the first time I was able to experience our space that seemed like it wasn't during COVID. And it's right. almost like I forgot that feeling. And it really gave me like, like vibrancy in life. And like, I remember I took, I took like a video of it and I sent it out to my executive team and I was like, guys, look, and it was, it was really, it was really amazing, amazing experience. And I met you there that day. I remember yeah, we that, that day and we had amazing pizza. So we did. Awesome. who knew Austin, <laughs> everybody thinks it's just tacos and barbecue, but we've got so much good stuff. Okay. So I'm, you're opening a new location in the pandemic, right? Or a couple. We are actually opening well we opened a few locations during the pandemic mm-hmm. um to be to be honest like we we didn't we didn't sign those deals during the pandemic those deals uh were were you know signed before but we finished construction during the pandemic which you know obviously was a challenge but now that we're opening them we're we're su- super excited about them so and then we also have one deal that we did do in the pandemic and another deal that we kind of evolved i would say we're going to do a smaller deal and then it kind of turned into a much bigger deal so the deals that we open up, we open up DC and Chicago during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now we have a new Chicago space that we're super excited about in the Fulton Market area that we're opening up, that we just opened up in January. We have another space in LA, which is just 
if there was ever a space that I was, you know, walked into and I was like, wow, I can't believe we built this. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's not, it's not a workspace. It's a museum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, your design team is just outstanding. Uh, they are just am, on point. I am super thankful for my, my design team. And, you know, it's, you no, know, I always, I always was a creative person and I always really, really loved design. And the amazing thing about my design team is, is that I could walk into a space and I could talk about the ideas, but I don't necessarily know which couch to put where yeah. and, <laughs> and what type of wall coverings and, and what to redo. And they could like kind of go inside my head and help me build it. And it's really, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's like, when I walk into that space right after, mm-hmm. you know, they do that construction cleaning, even before there's furniture in it, it's like this, like, wow, sort of moment. And I walked through LA, I was blown away. And it's, in, you know, the landlord actually called me like two nights ago. And it's interesting because, you know, it's the pandemic, the pandemic in LA is just, you know, it's rough. Thing, things are still rough over there. It's also, it's in the historic core of downtown LA, but I had the landlord call me and he's like, I want you to know every person I bring through that space is just blown away by how nice it is. And yeah, nothing, nothing really makes us prouder. And, you know, we've, we've built some really amazing spaces. And then we also have just going back to our, you know, other, other spaces that we're doing right now, we have a space in Dumbo that's also just knock your socks off gorgeous mm-hmm. space that I'm super, super excited about. That's going to open up in about, um, I would say mid, mid, uh, mid, uh, March, probably we're going to open that space. And then we have something super cool that we actually decided to do during the pandemic, which is actually together with a group that you actually helped introduce me to. So I'm super, super thankful for that is, um, this company called Greenlight Go that places production teams and studios. Um, like when they're looking, so if they have, let's say a team is, you know, shooting, let's say Netflix has a series and they're doing it in, uh, you know, Brooklyn area, we'll go ahead and we'll provide the office space where they could do editing and potentially some post-production or potentially a writer's room, or even, you know, having the set design and things along and costumes mm-hmm. and stuff like that set up all in our space. And so one thing that we're, an element that we're missing was the element of actually having studio space where they could actually shoot things. And we are actually in collaboration with them on a project in Union Square in the city where we're actually building out an entire space that's a studio space. And it's really exciting. We actually, uh, certain things I cannot release yet, but hopefully we'll be able to release soon. But we're we're doing some really exciting stuff there with some really, really cool production companies that we're, we're really excited to go ahead and uh, announce that once once things are all wrapped up and official. And yeah, so like it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a really cool time. It's a really cool mm-hmm. time. We're able to, you know, kind of get the creative juices flowing again and be able to create great spaces and be able to do something a little bit different. And that's the thing that like, I don't, like it's interesting in some ways bond kind of has flown under the radar and you guys have quietly like expanded across the United States. You're doing these super interesting pivots. I think you guys are really poised and in a fantastic position. So kudos to you. And I was curious after saying that, you know, there was another player I was really watching, which was common desk. And they recently got acquired by WeWork, as you know, what, what do you think that says about the industry? Oh, I think, I think it says a lot about the industry. I happen to think that the WeWork acquisition of common desk is really smart. 
right? Because I don't know Nick well, but I've, you know, had a couple interactions with him and you've told me a lot about him and, you know, picking up a player, you know, that's similar to us that has, you know, not somebody that, you know, is just looking to expand with 5,000 locations and, you know, kind of make a brand that is a little bit diluted. It's really picking up somebody that, you know, really has a thoughtful brand, has an interesting play, has a real, uh, like a community in within his space that really feels connected to the brand. I think that's I think that's a really smart move by them. And and we're seeing that a lot. And there's a lot of conversations happening and there's a lot of people talking about things like that. But, you know, I think coming out of the pandemic, what are you looking for, right? There's always going to be those people that are just looking for the best deal, which is cool. I respect that. And that's, you know, why you have certain certain companies out there. And that's why if you look at the gym model, you know, there's, there's you know, the, the fitness, you know, some people want to go to a Planet Fitness and just get the best deal and get their workout in and go and respect to them. And that's awesome. And then there's other people that rather pay a little bit more, whether it's for luxury or whether it's for a sense of community, right? Mm -hmm. So like there's people that would pay an extra, you know, an extra hundred dollars a month to go to somewhere like an Equinox. Um, And then there's people that will pay that extra hundred dollars a month and go somewhere like a CrossFit gym or a, um, even a martial arts studio or a boxing gym or something like that, where they're, you know, feel more connected, have a sense of community and working more with groups. And I think it's very, that an analogy really plays into the shared workspace, right? Where you're going to have people looking for that best deal. You're going to have people looking for a certain niche market, and you're going to have people looking for that sort of sense of comfortable, being comfortable or, or luxury within a space. And, you know, the latter is really what we're what we're aiming towards, right? Is people that want to feel connected to a brand, want a sense of community, but they also don't want, you know, sort of like cliche-ish type of things that come along with a shared workspace and want a place that's really presentable that they feel comfortable in that they feel you know they could really you know kind of cozy up in our common area and work and not be disturbed and also feel feel really comfortable and also be have a presentable space where they have their you know whether it's an investor whether it's a colleague whether it's a client come in and work together with them and that's really what it is i mean one of the things that uh, like me and the design team talk about all the time is that idea of when we're building out a space, it's a space that we want to spend time in, right? Like if I walk into a space and I feel that like, hmm, I'd rather be in a different location or I'd rather be in a different common area, mm-hmm. that would really bother me. Yeah. But, you know, so I'm, we're always looking for that feeling of saying, ah, this is this is yeah. awesome. I, I think sit on the couch here and I want to work in this space. You know, when I had my own brand, one of the things that made me so happy was when people would bring their significant other in and say, this is where I work. And they'd show wow. them around. And then, you know, lots of our members like would like, you know, pick up their kids from school and need to run by and pick something up. And like those kids are still talking about Link because they that's like, that's where mommy worked or that's where daddy worked. Yeah. And it was like, it was the coolest thing. And then I remember one of my happiest moments was when one of my friends, Casey, had gone off on vacation and she'd been gone for part of the summer. And she came in and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you here to work? She's like, no, I'm just here because I missed y'all. I'm like, oh, it worked. That's awesome. That's really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. So yeah. So I do think, you know, I was actually talking to, let me just name drop. I was talking to the CEO of IWG yesterday and he was talking about how, you know, they have Regis, they have spaces. 
businesses, they have all of these brands because different people want different things, you know, and you people are going to go to where they connect, where they feel most comfortable. And that's part of the reason, you know, I've been saying this every year at Juicy. I said this the first year at Juicy, and I'll say it again this year. You can't build them fast enough for the demand coming your way, especially post-pandemic. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And and once again, going to that idea of you need all the different brands. And it's so important because co-working is, is just so much bigger than wanting to find a location that you have no competitors and you want to go ahead and open up the space and capitalize the market. I don't think that's that I personally, for one, don't feel that that's what anybody should be looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's, it's two things that I say all the time is one thing is whenever, you know, I have thankfully a lot of good relationships with a lot of, a lot of other, you know, you can call them competitors, you can call them friends, or we can just call them friendly competitors. I call them um, collaborators. Exactly. Collaborators in this marketplace. And the idea is, as I say, if, if you can't, you know, if you're preaching shared workspace and you're all about the collaborative shared environment, you better be able to share and collaborate with just your peers in, yeah. in that business group. And um, and thankfully, there's a lot of people in the industry that that are really willing and open to do that from, you know, guys that have three locations all the way to a hundred locations. Of, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it, and I think that's really great. And another thing, like, it's funny, I had an investor, I was pitching to an investor yesterday, actually. And he asked me, he's like, what do you think about this, you know, X market? And I was like, oh, I think it's great. I think we're going to do really well there. He's like, yeah, but what about competition there? And I was like, if we're there and this space is there and that space is there and that guy's there, that means that, you know, we're doing something right. Like we're 100%. all in the right place because there's a reason why we should be there. And more than that, you you know, we're having like different brands, right? And Mm -hmm. that's where people are at. And also like the demand should be big enough that everybody could really survive and do well over there. It's, you know, it's that same idea. Like I just said with the gym analogy, right? Or, you know, with the restaurant analogy, you want different types of spaces for different people. And there's so many different aggregators these days where, you know, let's say like somebody like a desk pass where people have a membership and, you know, I don't know, maybe one day they want to work months. Mondays and Wednesdays at Bond, and then they want to go Tuesdays and Thursdays to a different space that's maybe closer to their house or maybe in the suburbs or or maybe kind of just like a different sort of vibe or feel. And that's cool. Like let everybody choose what they want, what they want to pick and where they're most comfortable with. And I think, and I think the more open you are to that and the more you believe in your brand and the more you kind of design and build it for people to be really comfortable in, the more successful you're going to be. And yeah. you know, that's yeah. to your point, what we we're talking about, like, you know, how you said, like we built out our space, you know, kind of did this national expansion in a stealth way. I think for us, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't intentional that, Hey, we're not telling anybody or, Hey, we're blowing it out to the world. It's much more like, Hey, these are spaces that we're really excited about building. This is where we think we'll really do well. And this is where kind of we'll really create like an anchor of people that come in and are comfortable in space. So, um, so that's, that's how we did it. And we're really looking towards like this new year to really, um, to really fill them up and make a great, you know, make great co-working environments there. Yeah. Awesome. So speaking of aggregators, you know, there's been lots of talk about all these corporations are going to be coming in through aggregators. I've talked to a few operators and they're like, yeah, we're not seeing it yet. And my sense is that we're not going to really see that until the fall because they're corporations. They have to, you know, jump through all their committees and hoops and HR and all that stuff. And it'll be kind of the fall before we really see that demand. But a lot of the demand that's coming back is small to medium businesses and 
and individuals who are just over it and need to get out of their house or their apartment or whatever. Is that what you guys are seeing at Bond? Just yeah, like I'm in general? A lot of We're de- I'm definitely seeing some aggregators for sure, depending on which market, but we are, we are seeing that. But yeah, we're seeing a lot of people that are just, just have been dying to get out and come back to office. So even if they're not doing every single day, but they're at least coming a couple days a week yeah. or, or they're having different parts of their team coming in. So we have, you know, let's say I have one, which is actually like a fortune 500 company that has, has space by us in Austin, actually, where they have like 50 desks, but on say on average, we have about 10 to 15 people working out of there, but mm-hmm. it's different groups coming in every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with things are changing, like they have to post pandemic, people's needs are different. Just like you're saying, people are coming in a couple of days a week. There's been a lot of talk. It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I've been saying like, you need to up-level your amenity game, which I still believe. And they, they were saying in the podcast that there's actually people are like anti, like kind of like the keg culture at work because they, they want people to have a better work-life balance and they don't want to incentivize them to stay there longer. Okay. So here's what I'm going to talk about. My Some people on my team might kill me for talking about this already because you know they, they always want me to put things into play first, but it's something that I'm super excited about. And it's something that rings very true and is very personal to me, as well as something that one way or another, I'm going to figure out how to get it done regardless, but I'm really excited about, and I'm definitely going to you know be trying it out in at least a few of our locations where we can, but it's really pushing things towards that health and wellness. You know, we started off this podcast talking about meditation, talking about Mm -hmm. exercise, talking about, you know, kind of taking care of yourself and having that work-life balance. And to me, right, I think it would be an unbelievable amenity in our space to have to have that element, right? So mm-hmm. like for instance, in Philadelphia, we have a meditation and nap room, right? And then we don't have any like fitness centers really, but even having just like a little studio space with a little bit of fitness involved, we already have showers in our space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my idea of, you know, I, I have to bring it to fruition, but creating this health and wellness environment within our space, I think is something really, really important for people. I think it's really meaningful. And, and it's something that's, you know, honestly, it's really meaningful to myself and something that I really, an element I really want to add to the space. So it's not about, Hey, incentivizing people to stay longer and having that sort of keg culture, but it's about instead of having that keg, maybe, and this is something we do already, like in Brooklyn, where we'll have maybe some kombucha in there, right. Mm -hmm. Or something along those lines, but also have a meditation room also have a space or maybe classes for something like a yoga or Pilates, or just kind of like a little fitness space. So people can come in the morning, you know, you get your coffee, you get your workout in, you get a shower, you get to your desk. And, you know, during the day, you could take a quick break and get a little mindfulness. And also I think would be really, really special for our brand and something that I'm looking to implement in with this, this new year. Well, you know, I love that so much. I've been talking about health and wellness for a long time. Let me just throw in though, don't forget the health and wellness of the building 
and of the air systems. And it's like the whole picture because anybody can put in a yoga studio, but it's about overall, like, what about the air you're breathing? That's so important. What a, what about the mental health part, which to me a lot is the meditation, right? And, and yoga and those kind of things. So like definitely, but also how can you next level the infrastructure around it, which I know makes everybody cringe and they just see dollars signs. But, you know, Healthy Buildings is a fantastic book. I'll send it to you, Slomo. You need to have it Please. about how much people elevate their um, brain when they're getting better air systems. So like, yeah, so definitely hundred percent, the health and wellness, like if you take bond and you throw in health and wellness, unstoppable. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. I love it. I, I would love, love it. to look into buildings, to be honest, like definitely something that we want to look into. And that's definitely mm-hmm. something that, yeah, if you could send me that, that, uh, that yeah. book, yeah. I'll be super interested looking to, to read that. Yeah. It's amazing. And the great thing is it's very scientific and you can just go to the end. They have like, kind of like cliff notes at the end. So like when it gets too much, you just go read the thing at the end and you're like, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I do audiobooks. Uh-huh. I love them. I love them. Um, so I don't know if everybody knows this, but I happen to know that you are jujitsu obsessed. <laughs> so I'm super curious about um what does jujitsu teach you about business? Wow. So I'm I don't know how much time we have on this podcast. You've got about I'll give you like a four-minute rant. Okay, great. I'll just go because I probably won't go. shut up. But Jiu-jitsu to me, it's very interesting is obviously I love the sport of it and I love the physical aspect of it. And I think it's amazing, but for me, it's, it's really, I, I view it. It's very meta metaphoric in the sense that like, it's really something that helps me out throughout my entire life. And, you know, talking about meditation, talking about, you know, some people do yoga, some people do a lot of mindfulness for me, what jujitsu is, is it's being in really uncomfortable positions and learning how to use problem solving skills to get out of them instead of strength and grit and, and panic, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what's the first thing you do? Like when you start off and when I start off in jujitsu or anything along those lines is you'll go ahead and you'll, you'll quickly try to squirm out and try to use your strength and try to push. And all of that stuff works against you. Jujitsu is the idea is forgetting about your strength in the beginning. Obviously there's a, there's a time and place for that in the future. And getting in breathing, using a lot of your breathing, relaxing, and then using your head to like figure out and use your tools that you have, how to escape those positions and how to get into that sort of dominant position, let's say, right? And it's a game. It's like, it's human chess and something that I really, really enjoy. And, you know, I, a lot of times go down and I take the 6 p.m. class at Henzo Gracie's in the city and I go there straight from work. And after like a long, hard day at work, especially, you you know, during the pandemic where I got landlords coming after me, you know, and I got, you know, trying to get people to come back to work and everything. When I get on those mats and when I have somebody that's, you know, my size or even bigger sometimes, and, you know, they're on top of me is it doesn't matter what's going on in business. It doesn't matter what's going on in anywhere outside of my life. That's the only thing that's in my head. And instead of me freaking out, instead of me trying to like push, I got to stop. I got to breathe. And I got to use my tools on how to like navigate myself through and out of it. That's it. And, uh, you know, like, like they say, it's, um, it's, uh, problem solving with dire physical consequences. 
Well, I love that. And I love whenever I talk to you, like this morning, like you've already worked out. Like, I love that you make that a priority. Honestly, talking about business, it's, it's really for me, if I don't have that in my life, I will not be as good of a businessman, as good as a father, and as good as a person to myself, if I don't have Mm -hmm. those aspects in my life. And and it's super important. And it's so funny. I'll just use one last story and then we could wrap up the whole jujitsu conversation. It was, you know, I had this probably around six months ago, dealing with a lot of issues during the pandemic, a lot of stress, a lot of things going on. And I was trying to work one move and I had my coach and I went to him and I was like, I get in this position and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I can't get out and I can't, I'm trying to go on top of the and he's like, and he's uh, he's Brazilian, and he's like, and he says to me, he's like, Poro, he's like, just step out. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just step out of that position and come around the other way. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was like, I spent, I was so frustrated the night before, and I literally was trying to like smash myself through this. And then later on that day, I had like this call with the landlord, and he's freaking out at me, and he's going crazy, and it just popped in my head that step out. And I just kind of said, okay, you do what you got to do. And that's it. And we're good. And I kind of just like, I just use that analogy in business and I just stepped out of it. And it, the whole tone of the conversation changed. He's like, oh, okay, fine. Let's, let's see if how we yeah. can work this out and figure I it out. I love it. Right. And I was just like, wow, that was like one day. And I called up my coach and I told him that story. And he was like, and he was like, he was like laughing on the phone. And that's, but that is where, where really, um, where the two really kind of fuse together. And, and that's why I want to build that health health and wellness yes. aspect in our, in our business, because I think it's so important, right? It's so important. Mm-hmm. Number one is having that work-life balance. And number two is, is really, instead of like at work, feeling all that stress and feeling all that grit and, and just trying to like muscle your way through mm-hmm. that is, is kind of trying to understand and, and really take a step back and, and problem solve your way through it. Yeah. I was, you know, I'm, I'm studying foresight and I was taking a class this week on Monday night. And somebody said in 2052, somebody comes back from 2052 and they like observe the world. And what's the one thing that they can't believe is going on. And I said, they can't believe we're sitting at our desk for eight hours in front of a computer. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's not healthy. It's not the way to go. And I, and so, somebody needs to, I know primary was, was working on health and wellness and I believe they still are, but like there isn't in a national brand focus on health and wellness. It needs to happen. And you're the 100%. guy to do it. it, it it's so important. And Lisa is a good friend and uh, we're actually right across the street from primary. I loved what, what, what they're doing, yeah. um, what they were doing in the past. I think they didn't have uh, stuff during the pandemic, but I, I believe, or I at least hope they, they started everything back up. Yeah. And, you know, as I go through this process, I'm definitely going to be, uh, be calling Lisa. And, uh, of course, she's amazing. Throughout this whole process. Well, so. I heard a couple of things in there that I just think are really important um, that I'm not even sure you knew you were saying. It's like, I think it's one of the things I do all the time in business is pause. Like if something freaks you out, if you read that email, like I got audited this week, I freaked and then I paused and I was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And then I was like, all right, well, we'll just handle this and it's fine. And then, you know, the other thing is that I learned from one of my teachers that I think is very similar to what you just learned is there's, there's no struggle and surrender. So true. So I love it that you're saying all of this. I'm actually, I'm actually listening to this book for my second time. 
And I highly recommend it. So you gave me a book suggestion already. So I'm going to give you one. The book is called Stillness is the Key Mm. by Ryan Holiday. Have you ever listened to that book? I haven't. I've heard of it. It's great. It's great. And I'm really, I'm literally in the middle of it. I listened to a chapter yesterday. It's so interesting. And one of the concepts that he was talking about there is the word enough, how some people use it to, as like a negative word, right? Because like, you know, say enough, mm-hmm. like please stop, but they mm-hmm. don't want to stop and they're afraid to stop and they're afraid of that drive. And all the way on the other end of the spectrum of where the word enough is like, is that calming sort of word, right? Where mm-hmm. they're, where they're not, where they, I have enough, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes through like the analogy. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin certain chapters of the book. But he talks about like, you know, the whole Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods had like this safe word with his father when his father was pushing him a lot when he was a kid. The word was enough. And if he said enough, his father would stop. And Tiger says he never said it. Oh, interesting. And it's really, really interesting. And, uh, you know, clearly we see, you know, outside of his sports life, um, how that, you know, how so many things, how he was plagued with so many issues and so many things. Mm-hmm. And then it talks all the way on the other end. I'm not going to get it right who it was, but it was somebody that was someone more on the guru level of, you know, just talking about saying how people always ask him if he's going to write another book or if he's going to, I think, I think the story is actually with Joseph Heller who wrote catch 22. Mm-hmm. And the idea of somebody said the line to him of like all your other books that you wrote after Catch Twenty Two, your first book, are never going to be are never going to be enough. Like they're never going to be good enough. And he's like, "You're right, they're not because nobody has nobody's book is better than their first book. And really, it is enough. And I have enough. And you know, it's like, and that's that same sort of concept of like being happy with kind of what you have, and also learning how to like kind of be still within within everything that's going on and all the chaos." and really learning and appreciating, you know, being in it and kind of learning from it. So yeah, that's a really cool book that uh, I I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm super looking forward to it. After my, uh, I read my 700 pages of grad school stuff this weekend, I'll get right on that. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Well, Shlomo, you know, I would talk to you for hours if I could, but our our listeners probably won't hang with it. (laughs) Although this has been awesome. So fun. So many great things. I am so excited for Bond's future. I think you guys are uniquely positioned. I am sure you are getting those phone calls as well of people wanting to buy you. Don't sell. You are in a great place. And, you know, I really feel like you are going to be the next, you know, industrious level co-working empire. It's it's yours if you want it. Oh, we'll see. Well, we're just talking about the concept of enough. So right now, <laughs> right now you have enough. <laughs> uh, let me let me fill up all my spaces that I have right now and mm-hmm. let's keep on growing, keep on doing what we're doing. But thank you so much, Liz. It's always great talking to you. Like uh like you said, we I could talk for hours. So um, you know, this was this was really great and a great, great start of the morning to me as well. And yeah, I look forward to uh, look forward to hanging out with you soon. And I'm excited about all the things that we're doing. And I'm just really, really grateful to be in this industry at this time and um, and making awesome spaces. So it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm super excited that this is my life. I love it. Thank you, Shlomo. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Juicy Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and like. We'll be back soon with more Juicy Podcasts. In the meantime, be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter on gcuc.co. Have a great day. Ciao.